0: Welcome back, everybody, to this week's RevOps Podcast. I'm Alistair Wilcock, Chief Strategy Revenue Officer, joined here by my co-host and founder CEO, Howard Brown from Revenue.io. Howard has spent the last two decades plus studying the science of conversations, behaviors, and really thinking how that impacts all of us and how it helps a seller be more effective. But today, we are super excited to have back with us an expert in the world of manufacturing, sales ops, RevOps, Tim Girardi. Tim, so nice to have you back with us here today. How are you doing?
1: Thank you guys, glad to be
0: back, uh, I, am, uh, I am great. Fantastic, now last time we were talking about Trexon, what Trexon's doing in manufacturing, you know, all the innovation it's bringing, you were talking about the CPQ process that you're now using, and we really left off from everybody saying, look, when you think of sales ops, we think of RevOps, we know it's so important, to connect the data and the timeliness of information to help sellers be more effective. Mm-hmm. But you were taking us down this journey where manufacturing, this, is quite a lot of moving parts. And, and Howard, I would, would suggest even more than we often see in technology not and other sectors. And how we present and how we communicate that information is really hard. You said you're doing email, but then we're going, well, beyond that, what's the vision? What's the next step? And how are we actually going to take this deluge of information and data and actually ensure it's it's communicating in a way that's effective for for Trexon sellers? So Tim, floor is yours. How how do we do that? So
1: what I'd say is we're we're exploring chatter within Salesforce. We're exploring SharePoint. How do we interconnect those two uh, communication platforms? and how do we improve what gets disseminated out to the field right? in terms of form, in terms of timeliness, et cetera. So, so we're exploring really what is it that, that we can use today, right? What do we have today that we can leverage? Um, we're doing quite a bit more with Chatter. We're doing quite a bit more with SharePoint. So we're expanding our reach and working to push the communication out to the field.
0: And Howard, as you think about that, you know, what, what's your thoughts? And and Tim, I just want to push on this with you and Howard as well. I like the fact that you're thinking that way, right? You're thinking about collaboration tools, you're thinking about uh, portals to aggregate data. All of those are great things. I'll also say though, my, you know, two decades now of doing this, that those are great. They're awesome steps, but a lot of this also is often creating multiple places people have to go, right? They're jumping around. They're trying to then think through, we got to train them on how to use all these tools. And so I'm always a big advocate of how do I, how do I consolidate the world of a rep? Mm. Like, how do I, how do I make it as simple as possible for them? Right? Like, how do I, how do I do that? And, and Howard, I just want to turn to you on that. When you think of that rep experience. Yes. You've studied behavior, engagement, and how to make people smarter. What what, what would you tell Tim? What would you tell somebody manufacturing saying this huge complex CPQ and data set to put that together?
2: Yeah, I think what Tim's describing is a lot of what we see with our pharmaceutical clients or our healthcare clients where there's always new updated data safety concerns and asking the reps to go somewhere and read the latest and update themselves on all that information i mean it doesn't work right like we we know that we have to build an environment that is front and center for the rep that's always lit up and always on but not distracting providing them exactly what they need in the moment i feel like it's a toss-up question for us and me because that's our whole premise right we want to make sure that the reps have everything they need armed and at their disposal based on what people are talking about based on what people aren't saying based on the latest news or reports just in front of that rep so they don't have to go pecking and finding and chatter or in high spot or seismic or whatever tools you use, SharePoint. The rep's not going to do that. And to ask them to do that really breaks the process, which they need to be focused on exactly what that customer wants, what the customer is asking, what that customer needs. And if you're if I'm distracted, I'm looking over here, my customer feels that. They feel that you're distracted, they feel you're poking around, they feel that you're in a variety of different tools, and that is a bad user experience. And that is the thing that will differentiate those companies that absolutely knock it out of the park and are able to retain their customers and those that will become laggards. And the laggards will not survive because if we do not put the customer at the center of everything we do in in RevOps and sales, that customer will be gone and we will be asking ourselves what happened. What happened is the most important thing that they do, which is interact with our frontline people is a bad experience. We have to make it better.
1: Yeah. I I, I could not, could not agree more. Um, You know, one thing that it is important to focus on to your point, Howard is, is retention rate, right? It's, it's, how are we maintaining our base and expanding on top of that. What are we driving and how are we adding value to new customers, but maintaining our current base set of, of customer and revenue, um, it's critical to every business. And that experience, you know, what, what we're starting to think about is how do we think like an Amazon? How do we think like an Apple? When you're looking at, at our products and you're looking at what we're delivering to the marketplace, Um, It is a a solution that is far more um, expensive than our competition, but the value that we bring with that and with it being that premium product, how do we create that premium experience from the rep to shipping right off of our docks to our customers? So so absolutely could not agree more that that is paramount in everything that we do.
2: You know, you bring up. Amazon, I think it's a, it's been an incredible experiment in how consumer and buying behavior has changed. Yeah. When I go to Amazon, the thing knows I'm running out of coffee. It knows what I've searched before. It knows what my interests are. That is the experience that we've trained buyers to expect. Mm-hmm. Those are the expectations of our buyers. Now, can you tell me that we have armed our sellers to meet those expectations? The answer I will tell you is no, we have not. We've thrown tools at them. We've thrown process at them, but we haven't got them to think about what is it that this buyer needs based on my previous experiences with them, their previous purchases, their previous complaints, because you mentioned something really important and I think more important than any other time that I can remember. It is so hard and so expensive to acquire a new customer. We have customers right now. We need to deliver a great experience to retain those customers. It's way too expensive to go out and get new ones. You have great ones right here. Expand the relationship, build on the relationship, keep that customer, reduce your cost of acquisition. That's how companies today are excelling. That's how they're growing. Totally, could not agree more.
1: That has to be a primary focus, absolutely.
0: I, and I, I and i think you know when you think of that motion right it's really interesting how you're thinking about this right you're thinking of what we started with which is the data underneath it howard saying is you know we got to think about that experience piece of it and i know you're big on the idea of reinventing the world of sales ops, right like the next gen model mm-hmm. and i think about how i thread that together I go, okay well how do i how do i make all of howard's what he's talking about the behavior the change and everything else there and all of that content come together and how do i complex manufacturing process and actually marry those things up and i think understanding the revenue motion is a key thing so what's the motions first of all the support the tasks that enable a customer to buy and have a delightful experience right amazon dissected that they reversed engineered that entire journey and then said where yeah. can i then draw something out of it step two is okay now i know the the, the steps I can just make sure they happen, right? Because you know, I I can't get, even though I know the steps to get across a football field, if I don't know how to walk, it's gonna be a really clunky journey.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly, so, yes.
0: You gotta know how do I coordinate things to get there? And then now I know how to walk, and now I know the steps. Where can I actually get intelligence on each one of those to make the sell side and the buy side better than my competition. Yeah. So that's the application of field ops and intelligence inside there.
2: Before you get started, we shouldn't have the Brit use football analogies and walking versus <laughs> and like, it's just, it's really not appropriate. So well, I,
1: well, I get the- I'll be honest, I wasn't quite sure which football he was referring to, but, but yeah.
2: <laughs> you and me both. But I think what we're trying to say is we need to instrument and then we need to observe And then we need to optimize. We need to start somewhere. And I think the tasks are really interesting. I go back again to the seller as well as the buyer. Buyers have huge expectations. We're asking a lot of sellers. And it sounds like in your particular industry, Tim, we're asking the sellers to even do more. Yes. The way to deliver a great buyer's experience is make sure your sellers are provided with a great selling experience, that they don't have to go through this world of tools and things that aren't integrated and peck and find data. Guess what that's gonna lead to? A poor, and I use a different word, sales experience mm-hmm. and a sales rep that's quite frankly not having a great experience. And now you expect that individual, that human being to deliver a great buying experience. Right? If they're in a bad mood, they're not going to deliver a great customer experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know, as it relates to just about any business that I've worked within, including Trexon today, that is at the core of what what I come in to help fix. Right? It is that rep experience? I'll give you a very recent example. Uh, I mentioned sales effectiveness on the on the previous call. And that is something that I believe, as it's firmly rooted in sales operations, is something that helps that rep experience. We have been for the past six months, seven months or so, focused on rep productivity. What is it that we can deliver to the rep to make their experience better? How do we consolidate tools? How do we look at our lead to cash process Mm -hmm. and focus for the rep lead to order. And how do we improve that by reducing systems, improving communication all the while thinking of how do we make not only the rep experience much better, but how do we improve that customer experience? You know, we, we have, we as an organization have done very well and have very satisfied customers but there's a lot of room for us to improve. And that's what we're focusing on. That's why configure price quote is important. That's why consolidation of tools is important. That's why developing process for us to know how we're gonna manage, how we're gonna drive that car is so important because it all creates what I just call like an interconnected ecosystem for reps to work within, mm-hmm. to improve their lives, improve their pocketbooks, and also improve that that, customer experience as well.
2: So for all of you RevOps leaders, sales ops leaders, revenue leaders, whatever you wanna call yourselves, Tim's hitting it right on the head. You have to think about helping that seller experience, driving a better seller experience. If you focus on delivering that experience, to them, they will deliver a better buyer experience. Mm-hmm. Really great advice. I,
0: I think sensational. And Tim, can I double click on the piece you said about the consolidation as well? How, how are you deciding what to keep and what goes?
1: So in my current environment, we have a very unique situation.
2: Sorry, I laughed because I feel like I've met so many sales or rev ops leaders that describe a very unique situation. Yeah, it is.
1: is. This one may be few and far between that you've heard of. So the way our processes and our systems are designed, our reps are responsible to leverage Salesforce for selling activity, basic pipeline management. However... When things were originally designed, Epicor, our our ERP system, is the system for quoting. Hmm. So our reps today are leveraging ERP and CRM. That is what we're talking about from a consolidation perspective. It is clunky and inefficient for a rep to, I don't even want a sales rep to know how to spell ERP, let alone use it. Um, so that's the consolidation. That's, that's a big piece of the puzzle, getting CPQ in-house, getting a configuration tool in-house when we're talking about a hard good that needs to be created um, and getting out of the world of ERP and consolidating and leveraging our systems for what they're intended to be, which is financial reporting, operational planning and execution versus sales Activity, sales planning, and and customer execution, right? So that's what we're doing in our instance. So it's it's a pretty simple answer on our end is to really make that rep experience much more positive by using our systems for what they're intended to.
0: Well, you're talking two Titanic systems there, though. Yes. And I love the fact that you're, you're you're addressing those because you know Howard, you now think of the insights. That can be drawn off of that, right? So, even when I was a gardener, was used to say the the understanding of the ERP process with the CRM process, and the the extraction of that those insights from there. That's where you get intelligence. That's where you get intelligent communication. That's where you get an understanding of a buying process. And it's really hard to pull off CPQ if you don't know like those two pieces, right? You you, you have to thread them together. But the insight piece, Howard, is I, that that's where it happens. It's the magic.
2: Yeah, but just to to normalize for Tim, there are a ton of people out there today, probably listening, that also understand working out of an ERP, working out of CRM, mm-hmm. working out of CPU, working you know on a variety of dis- different systems. But that's why it's so exciting to be in our space right now. Oh, right? Yeah. The opportunity to consolidate all of this to focus on really optimizing that experience and really creating something special. This is a brilliant field to work in. And, you know, Tim, you're a scientist of revenue today. You're trying to test all of these things, pull them together and deliver more value to your customers. And uh, look, this is, this is uh this is why we love doing what we're doing. And so thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experience.
1: My, my pleasure. And I, I totally agree with you that there is, There is so much opportunity. There are so many different problems to solve. And it is is nuanced from company to company, industry to industry. And it is really exciting when you you get into our space and begin to work with different companies and you see the light bulbs going off with the different concepts that you introduce, right? And uh, it just, it's it's really fun. And I have a lot of fun doing this and, and working with different businesses in different industries. That's
0: great. Well, Tim, thanks again. This has been a fantastic two episodes with you. And to Howard's point, I just love the manufacturing perspective, uh, what you're doing at Trexon and, and, and that innovation, mm-hmm. right? That you're bringing there. So keep it up. I think it's brilliant. And keep us posted on the developments of where Trexon goes next on this, because uh, this, is, this is absolutely I love your buyer centric view and seller centric views you're taking to a, a highly process driven world and revolutionizing it. So it's yeah, it's great. Um, Tim, thanks so much again. It's been wonderful having you with us. And please, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the RevOps Podcast. Also use our dial-in number to leave your questions. And Howard and I will do our best always to answer those live on the air as well. You can reach us at 323-540-4777. That's 323-540-4777. And we will see you on next week's RevOps Podcast. Tim, thanks again for joining us from Trexon.
1: Thanks. Thanks, guys. Been a pleasure.